Hey, Top News listeners, this is Luke Garrett. And Megan Cloherty. We're the hosts of WTOP's daily local news podcast, The DMV Download. Don't worry, Top News from WTOP isn't going away, but we wanted to drop in and give you a taste of what we're producing, a podcast that goes deeper into the biggest stories of the day. If you like what you hear, head over to the DMV Download podcast and subscribe. It's Thursday, December 22nd. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download podcast brought to you by Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. Girls want to wrestle in the Commonwealth. There's a growing movement among members of the Virginia High School League trying to create a female wrestling league. Coach Charles Phillips from Alexandria's Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology says more and more girls are showing interest in takedowns, pins, and arm bars. It's funny. Girls actually do it more technical. Like, guys, a guy trying to learn wrestling, he's going to try to power his way through it. It is harder than a girl than it is a guy. And we also talked to some of the players themselves who say wrestling not only has them feeling stronger and part of a community, but it also gives them a newfound sense of confidence. We're such a close-knit community that I don't even think about how other people view me as a girl wrestling. I just get on the mat and I'm like, I'm going to wrestle. Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty. And I'm Luke Garrett. For years, high school wrestling teams across the region have been co-ed. I was on one. But now there's a push for girls-only teams at more and more schools, especially in Virginia. Right. In Virginia, one of those programs is at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology. And head coach there, Charles Phillips, joins us now on Zoom. Thanks for being here, Coach. Thank you for having me. So listen, before we get started, just I want to know the basics about your program. We understand you had some strong interest from women at the school uh, to be a, you know, to try and start a female-only team. But tell us about the team you have and um, how it's gotten started this year. Well, ma'am. I would have to go back five years when I first came to Thomas Jefferson. Um, we had a young lady by the name of Maya Parker on the team already. Mm-hmm. And we had a young lady, and I literally thought she came to be like a manager. <laughs> Her name was Brianna Ta. <laughs> so Brianna said, no, I'm here to wrestle. Brianna Ta, she was instrumental in, in growing this team, her and Maya. Um, Brianna Ta is the first girl to make it to states from our district. Wow. Just more and more girls start getting interested. I think right now we got about nine girls on the team. Wow. And, Coach, can you talk about the sport of wrestling and, and girls playing in it? I think some people like, oh, girls in wrestling, they might think it doesn't go together. But can you explain how it does and how you've seen it? It's funny. Girls actually do it more technical. Like, guys, a guy trying to learn wrestling, he's going to try to power his way through it. Girls will tell you, I, you know, if you, you see some of the girls that wrestle guys, it is harder to pin a girl than it is a, a guy. They're just more flexible. And girls aren't aren't going to ego through it. They, they, they're going to they're going to do what they got to do to win. That's a really um, hot take. I love that because because you don't necessarily have the strength if you go up against a guy. Right. But you have if you do, if you do the moves tactically, you might just beat them on the 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 pin or whatever it is, right? And, and the really good re- girls that wrestle and the really good boys that wrestle, they think more of the technical way of taking down versus, oh, I'm just going to power through it. Right. Um, mm. And it's funny. You say uh, uh, 106. We had, you know, Brianna wrestled 106, and she actually wrestled against the school that I used to coach at. And she beat this little boy, and he came to me crying. And he's like, yeah. I, said, I said, stop crying. And he's like, no, coach, you understand? I got beat by a girl. And I said, nah, dude, you're looking at this wrong. Mm. You got beat by a better wrestler who happens to be a girl. Yes, right. yes. You know what I mean? You know, so it, it happens. I The good thing about it is 
now girls get a chance to go against other girls. Because, you know, a 106 girl got a chance. A 113 girl got a chance. A 120 girl has a chance. But as girls start getting upper in weight, mm-hmm. it's a it's a strength thing. You know what I mean? It becomes about some strength. And I don't care. We haven't had a girl that's 186 or 176 be able to compete really well on the varsity level against boys. Hey, I have a question for you, and I want to turn it to the to the girls that we have waiting in the in the rafters here on Zoom. But why do you think this is happening now? You've been in wrestling for a while. Why do you think we're seeing this interest surge? Because there were those few pioneers, or or why why do you think now? I think um, the the few pioneers that stepped up, and the girls who said, "Hey, we want to compete. We want to compete. We want an opportunity." As a coach, my girls will tell you. It has been times where I haven't went to a boys' tournament, and I in the very first couple of years I went to all the girls' tournament because I knew how important it was and hard it was for girls to break into this thing. Mm. So I wanted to make sure that they understood that I'm one head coach that is going to support my girls. That's awesome. Well, that's that, that's what you need in a coach anyway, right? Somebody's going to stand up for you and got your back. Hey, we, you know, we, we, we go. We're TJ Strong. I love it. Ladies, can you unmute yourselves? We want to talk to you, and thank you for waiting. It's JL, Audrey, and Emma, right? Yes. Nice. Hi, guys. So just to start, you know, what inspired you all to start this sport, and, and how do you like it? Yeah, let's start with Emma. I, I kind of, just because that way we aren't talking over ourselves. So I actually wrote my Common App about this uh, getting into wrestling. I started... It's actually a really funny story. It was a little bit of an accident. So I had a miscommunication with somebody who was on the team. He graduated. And I ended up going to wrestling practice for a day, which was something I really never thought that I was going to (laughs) do. But I loved it. The one thing that really stood out to me, I think, was just like learning about the technique. I loved learning about how I can make other people move in certain ways by using my own leverage. Um, and I think it was just really the physics behind the sport is what really got me just the strategy. Totally. So of course it was really difficult. Um, I felt isolated at first because I felt like I was really weak. Like coach, he was shouting at everyone to do a hundred pushups. And at that point I couldn't even do one. So I felt like I started really behind other people, but I think through working hard in, I guess like learning resilience, mm-hmm. I was able to build myself back up. And I'm really proud of where I am now as a senior. Um, I've been really successful. I recently got second place at one of the biggest girls tournaments in Virginia. So I think that wrestling is a sport that if you can work really hard at it and get really into it, into it, you can be successful no matter where you start. That's awesome. Audrey, I wanted to ask you, um, kind of coach touched on this a little bit, but like the stigma, the idea of like, oh, I got beat by a girl and why that's a bad thing. You know, do you kind of see that still with like classmates you have or even at competitions that like, oh, no, you know, girls wrestling is totally different than boys wrestling? Well, honestly, with a lot of my classmates, they just think it's really cool that I'm wrestling since I guess there is still kind of a general stereotype that wrestling is a boy sport. But then they look at me and they're like, I'm really nice in the classroom, but they can see like they can see me being tough on the mat, Mm. being really aggressive and just putting my effort there. Like before freshman year, I had never done a real sport before. So wrestling was the first sport I had ever actually done, which was really difficult, especially since, you know, I wasn't athletic beforehand. 
and I got into the weight, I got into the wrestling room and it was just like conditioning, 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 and then constant practice. But it helped me build up my physical strength. It helped me build up my stamina and everything else. And even just the wrestling community itself, like coach is basically a father figure to me. And the entire wrestling room is just, we're such a close knit community that I don't even think about how other people view me as a girl wrestling. Mm. I just, I just get on the mat and I, I'm like, I'm going to wrestle. That's I'm awesome. Put my effort out there. Just do whatever I can. If I, if I win, that's awesome. If I don't win, then I just need to learn from whatever mistakes I made and just take those lessons to heart. Luke, tell me this. I mean, you guys can all speak to this. I did not wrestle, but I mean. My impression from the outside is how challenging it is mentally. I mean, like you mentioned, conditioning. Like, you can't skimp on that stuff, right? I mean, no. you have to be there every single day. The strength, even just like, yeah, and right? The, I mean, the sport that's... is dedicated to the use of how you use your body against another. It's like, not like dancing, but it, it, it's something similar to that. Um, where you and, have to recognize physically where you are and yeah. what to do next. Yeah, and it's really empowering, I think. Or that's what I found when I was in high school. I'm not sure if you all feel similar. Coach actually calls wrestling like a human chess because it's something that you like, it's all mental. Like when I first started, cause it's my first year, I'm even now I'm still working on it. I think I'm stronger than everyone. Cause I've always done pretty like intensive sports. So I'm like, I feel like I can like overpower all the guys. But once I did my first couple of matches, I realized like, no, I really have to like do other things and try to use my strength. So it definitely is like a lot of mental barriers, even like thinking, telling yourself that you can do it, even though everyone tells you like, oh, boys are going to beat you. Even my family, some of my family when I first started, mm-hmm. always were like, no, don't do wrestling. You're going to get a concussion. You're going to like die. I was going to wrestle boys. But it's definitely like you against yourself sometimes. Mm, that's interesting. Dale, tell tell me like when it comes to finding those equal matchups, because they can sometimes be with against guys, I imagine. But when you go to these tournaments where you're playing other women, is that a different feel or kind of describe that to me? It is definitely different. I feel like with guys, it's it's a lot more aggressive. And it's not because they're guys. It's because they have that mindset like, oh, you're a girl. I need to go even harder because if you win, it's worse for me. Mm. That's girls, interesting. It's a lot more community. Like um, last this Saturday, this last Saturday, we had a tournament and um, I got first place. Nice. With my class. But the girls that I wrestled with, like right after we finished, we like we were smiling at each other. We were talking. We were like, oh, that was so good. Like you did this and this and this. And that was so cool. And like it was just more community because it's people who experience similar things to you. Like they know what you go through. But yeah, you're all like the underdogs a little bit, right? I mean, yeah, like yeah. maybe you're perceived as that and you're not actually the underdogs when it comes to the mat, right? But that whole idea of you're sort of new in the sport-ish. Um, I wanted to ask Audrey, um, I think one of the sort of maybe silver linings of this kind of training is you know how to protect yourself, right? I mean, there's there's a certain element of this that you can use for the rest of your life if you don't ever become a professional wrestler. Can right. you talk about that and why you think, I mean, do you think that's an important thing for people to know if they're considering joining the wrestling team? Most definitely. So my parents were actually, like they helped me actually get into wrestling in the first place. They were talking to coach about wrestling and just TJ in general at the beginning. Yeah. And they they thought, since I wasn't really doing anything beforehand, they thought both wrestling would be a good way to just train my physical abilities 
to get me stronger, but to also help me defend myself mm-hmm. just so I could have something I could do for the rest of my life. So I, I know some of the wrestling moves might not be applicable outside in, in like fights or stuff if I really do get hurt. But some of them, definitely. Like, especially if, like my dad tells me a lot, a lot of fights end up on the ground. So if I do end up on the ground, mm-hmm. those wrestling moves I've been learning, they'll definitely come in handy. Like mm. the wins that I'm getting right now don't won't matter as much. Like on Saturday, I got first place in my weight category. But the skills, the skills that I'm learning, they'll definitely keep me safer in the future, especially when I'm getting into college and going mm-hmm. out into the real world. I don't know what I'm going to see out on the streets. Yeah. So I'll have these in my back pocket to protect me. Totally. No, I'm 10 years out from wrestling in high school, and I still think about a single leg takedown, double leg takedown, and just, you know, if, if that ever needs to happen, it's kind of still in my mind. Emma, you know, you mentioned that you wrote about this in your Common app, so it sounds like, you know, you're, you're about to leave high school. You know, are you hopeful that this kind of movement, this, this spark of, you know, girls wrestling is going to continue on and, and grow even after you leave for college? Yeah, I definitely, um, I'm really hopeful about it. I think that I've seen a lot of growth in our team alone in the past few years. Um, I don't know if anyone said this yet, but wrestling, women's wrestling is the fastest growing sport in America. And I think that we've seen that a lot in Virginia with it just being um, sanctioned. Uh, A lot of rules that disproportionately affected women have been repealed. Like we used to have to wear these things called hairnets, which was like um, kind of fabric that covered your hair except they were very uncomfortable Hmm. and it was really difficult to wrestle with them, at least for me. And you notice that this rule wasn't really um, applied to the men that had longer hair. They only noticed when the women weren't following it. So I'm really glad that that was taken away. We have access to things like women's singlets now, which are a lot more high cut and we don't have to wear shirts under our singlets anymore, which is a lot more comfortable. I think that with, all of these like new improvements were making the sport more accessible for girls. And I think they'll maybe be more likely to try it out and maybe not as afraid as well. Yeah. I mean, I think this conversation is um, a fact to that. You know, I think, I think just hearing you all and your reflections, it's been uh, really interesting to hear. Well, yeah. And I'm especially surprised and inspired actually to hear how inclusive the community is. Emma, you said, you know, are you just seeing that like, really like within like the teams that TJ plays closely or are you seeing that in a broader way? I think that I've seen it countywide as well. Um, Wrestling, it's not only something that you can just like play D1 in college. It can help you uh, with a lot of other sports that you do. So like for me, uh, I also row on the crew team and a lot of college coaches were interested in talking to me because they thought it was really unique that I wrestled. And I think that really helped me. Definitely. Awesome. I mean, I think that makes you stand out, especially getting into college. Totally. But it'll also help you in other sports. You're right. Sir, I just wanted to say for the record, um, you, you as a parent, I want my kids to do something active, especially my daughters, mm. because the real world isn't friendly. All right. We want our girls to be able to protect themselves. The one thing I know about my girls, the little bit of stuff they do know, they'll be able to at least protect themselves. And and it's it's so situationally important, but also just mentally a confidence. The confidence that yes. you know that you can, when you walk down a street, you know you can walk confidently and not be afraid because you know you've got skills. Um, and yeah, that's 
That's not, so important. And not only just as athletes are you, are you learning like the hard work, the discipline, the focus that you learn from any other sport, but you now have this sort of situational awareness and you're part of something that's like starting. That's like a bit like starting to grow in the right. beginning of the sport. It's such a cool thing. In fact, I would love for uh, uh, your listeners to try to donate money because I want to do the first Metropolitan All-Girls Tournament. Yes. We want to invite kids from D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and Delaware to come to wrestle at, at TJ for an all-girls tournament. And, Coach, a you know— super tournament. And we want to invite every young lady <laughs> that tournament. Um, and coaches to come out, watch it. And, you know, girls wrestling in college is getting really big now. Yeah. So we want to invite girl college coaches to come. Um, I have I have daughters and I have granddaughters. So, for me, I wanted to make sure that my daughters would have the same opportunity as anybody else's sport. Guys, thank you all for being here, Coach Phillips. We really appreciate it. And hopefully we can get you. you with that super tournament going here in a little while. Hey, hopefully. Uh, because we really want to put that event on next year. Um, you know, you got uh, Marymount University over there. Uh, yeah. Coach Roy Hill. They're about to start their own girls uh, uh, team. That's a local college team that's about to get started up. Mm. Well, congrats to everybody for the hard work you've put in so far, and we are really excited to see where it goes. So maybe maybe next year around this time we can check in with you and say, hey, what's up? Whatever happened to uh, to Emma or, what you know, where's the program at now or whatever. So we'll be in touch. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Good y'all. Luck. Thanks, you Thank too. you, ladies. And coming up after the break, it's gift-giving season, which means there's going to be a lot of ripped-up wrapping paper. But can you recycle it? We'll talk about it in 60 seconds. Backed by the experience of its hardworking members, Steamfitters Local 602 is ready to take on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project. Steamfitters Local 602 adds value to our community through its partnerships with local contractors and building owners, all while keeping the focus on improving the lives of its members and their families throughout the DMV. For work that's on time and on budget, go to steamfitters-602.org to schedule your next project. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602 changing lives. Explain your DNA on, on 10 cases, man. You're inside the police interrogation room with the alleged Potomac River rapist. I'm not guilty on any of this stuff. So calm, so reasonable. Could this be the man who terrorized women for nine years before murdering a brilliant scientist two decades ago? Experience one of the most fascinating true crime podcasts available. Join crime reporter Paul Wagner for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare series. Search American Nightmare Podcast on all podcast platforms. And before we go, it's the holiday season, which means things are being wrapped. But what do we do with those wrappers after we're done with them? Christy King is here because she's got a story to tell. I am so surprised to learn plain old paper isn't always recyclable. Right. Fairfax County Department of Environmental Service, uh, the public works people um, who pick up the trash and do the recycling. Okay. They put out helpful hints, don't do this. The tissue paper that you shove into the gift bags, right. you know, to hide the thing inside the... You're not supposed to recycle that. Uh, dang. And all wrapping paper is not created equally. Don't even bother putting in the um, recycle bin paper that has... Um, what, what's it called? Um, mm, like any type of sheen or like yeah, when, yeah, like yeah, when it picks stuff. up the light. And, and metallic, glitter. Wow. Any kind of applique. Um Bubble wrap that you can't recycle foam, that peanuts and and when I was really thinking, yeah th- well see the thing is you have to know what the the peanut is because oh. some of them are potato right some of right. them are environmentally friendly 
But the styrofoam, I didn't put that in my web article, styrofoam, because that's actually like a product name. Okay, <laughs> like is a it? registered trademark. The R. foam peanuts. <laughs> um, and the bubble wrap, and, and that can't be recycled. I, I was really, really surprised. Wow. Um, All right, so just to review, cardboard boxes, good to recycle, regular pieces of paper that are used for wrapping, good to recycle, but what else is not good? Stay away from the recycling bin when you're disposing of bows, ribbons, and tags. Mm. Um, and, and, and something else that is kind of funny, I wondered whether someone who made the list from the um, Department of Public Works and Environmental Services, uh, they said, no ugly sweaters. <laughs> but also clothing. You know, you can't right. put clothing. Although, some some fabric is made out of bamboo. But nowadays. you really got to check. So what the, the overarching message here is... Check if you want to recycle it. It'll tell you whether you can. And if it doesn't tell you, it's probably not good to put in a recycling bin. And have fun tearing that paper up. <laughs> Don't forget Merry that. Happy holidays. Thanks, Christy. And that'll do it for us today on the DMV Download Podcast. We're brought to you by Steamfitters Local 602. And our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance. We love hearing listeners and what they think about this show. You can also find us at dmvdownload.com. This podcast is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland, online at WTOP.com, and of course, on the WTOP News app. Have a great night, and we'll see you tomorrow.